0: Welcome back to the Beyond the Page podcast. Today it's Julia and Natalie here back again to redo some nostalgic spooky stories. So we wanted to do this because we're in the thick of spooky season. And we figured what better way to celebrate it than with some spooky stories. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited to start. How are you feeling, Natalie? Yeah,
1: I'm really excited to hear the story you have, Julia. You haven't shared it with me before, and I don't think I know this one. So, oh, yes. Um. yeah, so I'm <laughs> excited. And I'm excited to, I'll be sharing The Raven later on by Edgar Allan Poe, a classic one. Um classic. Yeah, and we read it Um in an English class, uh, that I took at OSU last year, um, around this time when it was spooky season. So kind of nostalgic in that sense for me of <laughs> being in in-person classes and <laughs> that is
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I will be going first and I'm going to be reading stories from the story collection known as scary stories to tell in the dark, which is by Alvin Schwartz. And I think this is a pretty common, uh, popular, book that people know about just because um i know last year i think it was turned into a movie um which i still haven't watched i've been interesting
1: i didn't know that was a movie
0: (sighs) yeah um but yeah the stories were like written i'm not entirely sure when but it was a while ago because i remember reading these stories uh when i was in elementary school and um my elementary school had a halloween carnival every year and we had one of our teachers from the school who would uh be on stage basically like one of the activities that we could go go do is um listen to him read uh one of the stories from this collection um because he he would act it out oh that's so fun oh my gosh (laughs) yeah he would um Try and, it was one of a spookier ones, so he would always be really serious and like try and scare us at the end, and it was great. I just remember doing that a lot, and I loved it. That's
1: such a good memory. Um, oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, it was super fun. So the story that I'm going to be reading is called The Guest. A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually, they arrived in time for supper, but they had gotten a late start, and now it was getting dark. So they decided to look for a place to stay overnight and go, in- go on in the morning. Just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, said the wife. So they stopped to ask. An elderly man and woman came to the door. They didn't rent rooms, they said, but they would be glad to have them stay overnight as their guests. They had plenty of room and they would enjoy the company. The old man made coffee and brought out some cake and the four of them talked for a while. Then the young couple were taken to their room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said that he would not accept any money The young couple got up early the next morning before their hosts had awakened. On a table near the front door, they left an envelope with some money in it for the room. They then went on to the next town. They stopped at a restaurant and had breakfast. When they told the owner where they had stayed, he was shocked. That can't be, he said. That house burned to the ground and the man and the woman who lived there died in the fire. The young couple could not believe it. So they went back to the house. Only now there was no house. All they found was a burned out shell. They stood staring at the ruins, trying to understand what had happened. Then the woman screamed. And the rubble was a badly burned table like the one they had seen by the front door. On the table was the envelope that they had left that morning. And that is that story.
1: Whoa. That's it? <laughs> yeah, it's But I have short. so many questions.
0: Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they are all, all the stories in, these, in this book. Um, and I think he made multiple uh, books like this um are all like that where you're just like wait but i need to know there's more that i need to know i have just too many questions for this i really do (laughs) i have
1: way too many questions like do they do they just see ghosts then like this young couple and
0: i i would assume i mean i'm not positive but
1: then why was the letter so so many (laughs) questions (laughs)
0: i love that uh yeah that's that's part of the reason why i love these stories is they're just they're super short and sweet and they leave you with more questions than answers but they they definitely get the point across of like this is just a short little spooky story that this person wanted to tell and yeah do you want to
1: share another one i'd really interested to hear more
0: yeah yeah i definitely can i have another one that's called alligators let me get to the page I'm reading this out of an actual like hardback book that I bought recently because I saw it in a bookstore when I went on a trip and I remembered the stories and so I really wanted to get oh, love that. <laughs> all right, so this one is called Alligators. A young woman in town married a man from another part of the country. He was a nice fellow and they got along pretty well together. There was only one problem. Every night he'd go swimming in the river. Sometimes he would be gone all night long and she would complain about how lonely she was This couple had two young sons as soon as the boys could walk their father began to teach them how to swim and when they got to be old enough he took them swimming in the river at night often they would stay there all night long and the young woman would stay home all by herself after a while she began to act in a strange way at least that's what the neighbors said she told them that her husband was turning into an alligator and that he was trying to turn the boys into alligators everybody told her there was nothing wrong with a man taking his son swimming That was a natural thing to do and when it came to alligators there just weren't any nearby everybody knew that early one morning the young woman came running into town from the direction of the of the river she was soaking wet she said a big alligator and two little alligators had pulled her in and had tried to get her to eat a raw fish they were her husband and her sons she said and they wanted her to live with them but she had gotten away her doctor decided that she had lost her mind and he had put her in the hospital for a while After that, nobody saw her husband and boys again. They just disappeared. But now and then, a fisherman would tell about seeing alligators in the river at night. Usually, it was one big alligator and two small ones. But people said they were just making it up. Everybody knows there aren't any alligators around here.
1: Well, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like how they just instantly, like, blame the woman, like... Oh, yes. oh Yeah, it very much speaks to that time and also the whole oh yes putting in the hospital thing for losing the mind speaks yeah mm-hmm. it's just crazy um this guy was probably from florida then
0: probably <laughs> like imagine it's definitely a Flo- florida man <laughs> florida man
1: turns into alligator <laughs> have is that headline already in existence i feel like oh, it might i'm sure
0: i'm sure it already exists <laughs> <laughs> it has to there's so many florida man oh, it's amazing. oh yeah
1: yeah that's that's <laughs> the next one if it's not already out there
0: <laughs> oh oh for sure um anyway those are my spooky stories awesome uh, do you want to go into yours yeah
1: so yeah the, like i said at the beginning um i'm gonna be reading the raven um which is Very well known for being a very long poem by Edgar (laughs) Allan Poe. Um, But it's a great story. Um, Definitely very spooky. Um, You can analyze this poem if you so desire. That's what we did in my literature analysis class. Um, Yeah. And so... um, very fun and i feel like you know i figured i'd read this one too because maybe you people don't want to sit down and read this long poem but you know maybe someone will like having it read to them so i will try to do my very best (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you'll do great okay so here's the raven by edgar Allan poe once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this, and nothing more.' Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books a cease of sorrow, sorrow, for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, "'some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. "'That it is, and nothing more.' "'Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating, then no longer. "'Sir,' said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness, I implore. "'But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, "'and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door.' Then I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness, peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore? This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore! Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter, In their stepped a stately raven, of the saintly days of yore. Not the least, obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, But with mine of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, Perched upon a bust of palace, just above my chamber door, Perched and sat, and nothing more. And this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though my crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, an ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Platonian shore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. "'startled at the stillness, broken by replies so aptly spoken, "'Doubtless,' said I, "'what it utters is its only stock in store, "'caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster, "'followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, "'till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, "'of never, nevermore!' This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamp light gloated over, but whose velvet, violet, violet lining with the lamp light gloating over, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee! By these angels he hath sent thee! Respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore! Quoth, oh, quoth, this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore! Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word or sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's Plutonian shore. Leave no black bloom as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight over him, streaming, throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. And that is the end of The raven
0: very good poem very good uh poem that i remember reading in eighth grade i think yeah um and we did the the whole analyzing it thing but from what i remember lenore was like was it his wife or was yeah it I'm, okay. I'm
1: pretty sure it was his wife
0: yeah um And i don't remember all the details of that like kind of how we analyzed it um you probably remember more
1: than me i mean i mean, i, I have a hard time remembering all the analysis things even yeah. from just like a year back you know but i mean this raven's just haunting him and i'm pretty sure it's alluding to um you know uh his wife like coming back to haunt him but it's what's just interesting like with this poem and you know is these different You know how memories can haunt you i guess you know it doesn't have to just be these supernatural things or weird things that come about um obviously a raven kind of being outside of your home continuously is like pretty spooky in and of itself yes um but also just you know how memories can haunt you too and figuring out how to move past that i think um is what this story is kind of trying to warn you of um if you aren't able to let go of something um and yeah yeah. and edgar Allan poe i mean also read he has a really great short story the black cat um oh i haven't read
0: that
1: one yeah that was one that we had also read um and that one was very interesting as well and very spooky um and i'm actually there's a we do love the spooky and (laughs) i have written a blog post about um other short stories that you can read um and then before Halloween, we'll also, um, release a blog post, um, about different, uh, spooky poems that you can read as well. Um, and you can read them out loud in your own voice if you <laughs> so wish. Um, so that'll be found on our back matter blog. Um, so if you are listening on iTunes, um, we also post our blogs or we post our blog podcasts in our blogs and other content on our back matter blog so definitely check that out um, for more content from us Um, and if you're looking to get more involved with prism um, we have our volunteer meetings um, over zoom that are on mondays from five to six it's a good time we brainstorm hang out talk um, and it's just really fun to kind of get together with a bunch of creative people and so we'd love to have you there Um, you can check out for more information at osu prism on instagram twitter facebook all the things um and then also don't forget about submissions we are um accepting submissions for our annual publication um until um and submissions are due november 20th for that and you know if you got inspired to write your own spooky short story or poem we'd love to see it um if you have other works of art um you know various fine arts uh graphic design arts or even audio video stuff we can accept it all and figure out how to share it with others so we can't wait to see your work um and yeah so we hope you consider submitting a bit of your creativity to us that will be it thanks for listening to me read for a very long time (laughs) (laughs) and yeah we hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you next time. Bye.